Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat, all these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fishing action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Atch, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bauer and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. Fair warning, everyone. After a long but enjoyable 12-hour day on the water and a big meal of fresh-caught fish, we're a little wore out in this one and a little loopy. But I was hanging out with some real characters, to say the least, and we talked about some fun stuff. So, hope you enjoy. What are you supposed to, how close are you supposed to be? Uh, two fingers distance is the general rule. <laughs> <laughs> we have no agenda. Um, we're just going to talk about how the the whole day went. The whole day? Or whole trip, if you want to break it's it down. A trip to now? Yeah. So, I'm Spencer, and I'm here, and I'll describe who I'm here with from left to right. And I got Quebec. Yo. Yo. And then I got Sam. How's it going? You know I'm doing pretty good. So, we we were out fishing today. We caught some fish. You care to elaborate, gentlemen? Slow. Slow. But not bad. I mean, you could do a whole lot worse. I was only there for a little bit, so I can't say too much. Yeah, you didn't change the luck. No, I did not. Sam, little known fact, is an ex-waterfowl guide. That I am. Enlighten us on the life of living in two places. Because isn't that how it worked? Like, you live part-time and... On the road. Yeah, you're on the road all the time. All the time, yeah. You were... I'd do it for about seven months out of the year or so, and you literally live out of a tote. I mean, you have everything in totes. You came back for like five months, or was it like different parts off, or were you... Like, how'd it work? Um, So I'd start in Canada in the end of August. I think it opened up on September 1st up there. So we were up there five days ahead of time, you right, know, getting stuff right. in order. Then we'd hunt up there for 
two months. I'd be home maybe for a couple days after that. And then either go to Kansas or Missouri for all season there. So another 60, <laughs> 60, 70, 80 days, whatever there. Maybe a little time off in between. Could you hold a girlfriend when you were doing that? I did for a little while. Did you? Yeah. I feel like. Well, the that- second year I did, yeah. 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 But no, you're normally not. No, that's definitely not. Did anybody? It else? would not be. Was a lot of relationships have ended because of water being a waterfall guide. Was there anybody who's married doing that? Um, a few, but nobody that really did that full run like that. They do like two month run. That's still a long time. Yeah, to, be, to do it. And okay. be it's ended lots of relationships. I'm pretty <laughs> I sure. Bet. I bet. So I'm pretty dumb and naive to this. So what? Shoot. Ex- what exactly did that job entail? He's hunting, waterfowl, or yeah, you're a lot of scouting. Okay. A lot. Everybody thinks you're just hunting. You're a lot of scouting, and it's here. You got to be a people person, you know. It's you're talking, and you know, it's hunting, but it's a lot more because of that. You know, you got to talk to people. Yeah. And if you can't get along with people, it ain't for you. You know, any guiding job. I mean, you got to be personable. Right. I mean. Be able to just talk and understand not everybody's like you, you know, and type type of thing. You ever run into any tough situations in that? <laughs> I can only well, imagine. I, I've only ever had where it was like I did not like somebody. There was only two times where I was like I did not like somebody, mm-hmm. and both times they were from California. Are you, are you truth? No, one hundred percent truth. 100% truth. The only time I was like, God, that guy was not So was not everyone nice. from California that you ever No. So the other guys that people. were, there was only one guy of a group of like five or six guys. Mm-hmm. The rest of the group was cool, and they were all from California. Sure. There was just one guy in one group. And another time I took, it was just one guy, and he was with a group of four or five guys, and he didn't want to hunt. He wanted to hunt by himself, and I was the lucky one that got to take him. Mm-hmm. And I already knew that was probably not going to be good because the rest of this group really didn't want to hunt with him. So, what do you what do you do? You just just suck it up. Or? Yeah, you just you know. I don't don't know. get mad. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, it doesn't get no good do do no good to be mad at somebody, right? But they were not exactly a nice person. That one was not. He was not a nice person. But you still just like, have what, to. What do you mean? Like, was he getting mad at you? Or getting a little mad bit, yeah. No and the hunting was bad too. Yeah, but he just arrogant would be a nice way of putting it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to really un- put it. Unrealistic, I suppose. It's not like they have rocket pack strapped right. to their. Yeah, asses, I wish. You know? Yeah, if you want a guaranteed thing for hunting, go to a a pheasant ranch. Where the birds are placed. Where they put them there. <laughs> I mean, if you want a guaranteed thing, that's where you go. What about guaranteed blue cats over 100 pounds? I thought that, that was... That was why I came with you for it. Right. A false promises that brought me on this trip. I had a good feeling about today. I even said that yesterday. I probably shouldn't have said anything. That might have been the problem. We didn't get skunked, so I'm not... That's true. We ate good. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to say, I know when I got on the boat, I got on the boat late, guys, by the way. I only fished for like the last two hours. We missed our guide. Yeah. We didn't have guide key back on the boat. That's true. And, you know, when I when I got on the boat, I noticed some negative energy. 
And you know, no, you didn't. <laughs> that's you're a liar. I think that's probably why you guys didn't catch a monster today. I can't you know, believe you just sit here and lie to it's us. It's all like about this. mindset, man. That's why you need the camera on him. <laughs> it just smiles. Just he's right, just... right. But going back to being stuck somewhere with somebody that, like you said, the guys from California who are yeah. just jerks. I can probably relate to this. You probably can, too. Because... When you were stuck fishing with me. <laughs> I didn't want to bring that up. Yeah, it's all right. But you probably get a lot of people that want to go fishing with you, and you probably got to really screen some of your fishing guys because you don't want to go on a five, six-hour trip with somebody who's, like, you know, going to be a jerk the whole time. Not that I've ever had, if any of my fishing buddies are ever listening, you guys are all They're awesome. all jerks. <laughs> That's how you know you like each other. That's fair. That's true. If you, like, literally, I just met Keyback here. Seems like a pretty straight shooter here. Sure. Spencer vouched for him, but, you know. Yeah. Well, that helps. It helps. Yeah. He's a pretty straight shooter. As far as screening people, I don't really screen people. It's kind of like somebody's super persistent and they see him all right, I'll take him fishing. Yeah. And then next year, if they, my rule is going to be if I fish with you, We'll go fishing, and if I've never fished with you and you want to go, then book a book a trip because I'm going to be a guide for hire. You right. Know? Yeah, you should. Yeah. And if I make money guiding, if I want to make a living guiding and taking people without making money makes no sense. It'd be like being a butcher <laughs> and killing a cow and right. giving away ribeyes. I mean, you're not going to make a living doing that. So, Right. It's a good analogy. I have my moments. Yeah. Oh. It would be tough, though. It would be tough to just be stuck with somebody who you can't stand out in the middle of nowhere. Spencer's got the right mentality, though. Yeah, I think so. I think the biggest thing is not getting too worked up about anything. That's that's mm. it. You know, like, if you yeah. were to look me in the eye and call me a bunch, a bunch of words that I'm probably <laughs> not going to say on here right now, I mean, I wouldn't care. Now, if you punch me in the face, then I'd get a little worked up. But, right. you know, like at the end of the day, somebody says something mean to you, who cares? Just words, you know? And yeah. the only reason they have meaning is because you give them meaning. Right. So I don't give a crap. You know, somebody gets mad at me, it's whatever. Yeah. Don't let them bring you down, basically. Yep. Yeah. And the reality of the situation is anything outdoors, when you're talking about ducks flying in or fish biting, it's only so much is within your control, and you put yourself in the best position to hook a fish or shoot a bird or shoot a big buck and you put yourself in the best position even if your odds are high not 100 never 100 no. percent. so never. it is what it is and most people understand that and then there's some people who don't and maybe they're you know they're just unrealistic about their situation it is what it is yeah like i said out hundreds of people i took i two, two. yeah that's pretty solid yeah. you know what i'm saying and I think a lot of them get it. Like you want to do better, like every time you go. Yeah. Well, if you did, like, you're not going to be great at anything. Yeah, that's or what I'm saying. You know, good at anything. It's like they act like you don't want to. You want to see a limit. You know, like with hunting. You know, you want limits. You know, that's right. that's what they want. So that's what you want to try to. You feel like you're not doing your job if you don't get that for them. Right. You know. Especially in the places, like you're going to destination. They're coming to where, it's, you know, it's the best, you know. Yeah. And to fall short of a limit would kind of suck. Yeah. yeah. I get that. And it's not always about limit, you know. It's the hunt itself, you know, and the experience and stuff. But end of the day, that's what they're they're paying, you know. They're 
That's what they want. You and know? they want to be able to go home and say, like, yeah, I went up here. There's something about saying limit. And I limited out. Mm-hmm. Whether the limit's 5, 10, or <laughs> 30, you know, whatever. They just want to live it out. There's a lot of fisheries like that, too. Like Texoma, yeah. a striper fishery, that's like that. They don't if they don't head back the dock with a limit, it's like not a good day. Yeah. But then you get in snow geese where there is no limit. What how, how do you just blast them till the do you have a limit on time? There's gotta be something that ends it. Half an hour before sunrise, half an hour after. So if I booked a trip for snow geese, spring snows. Yep. And I'm all day. Yeah. And I'm shooting snows from half hour after till half hour before if they're flying the whole time yeah i'm sure there's days like that there are days you ever have guys run out of shells yes so do you bring shells we've had people run them out to us yeah (laughs) that's awesome like where i work the record do you have like uh i'm just imagining like this (laughs) semi-trailer and you just start dumping snows in it and you're like oh trailers we bought, they bought them in trailers. I never had one myself. I've hauled them out. Not when I was hunting, but I went and helped pick up the spread and do that stuff. Where, right. And they're like, yeah, bring the trailer. And that's where we threw all the snow geese. That one was like just short of 500. And, the and that was just a morning. Holy cow. Is that the most, is that the most you've ever had, though? Uh, me, personally, yeah, that was the most I've seen. Go so down. you've hunted all these full day hunts, and then there was one morning where yeah, it was done by like eleven o'clock. Guys were just like, "There's no shells left in this county." So, yeah, so we're done shooting them. Yeah, well, there was more shells, but yeah, we had to bring shells. Like when we were doing that, you always had like a couple extra cases that you'd bring out. You know that were the lodges, you know, and then so they could. Right. You always had extra shells. Right. So did you guys clean all 500 birds? Uh, where I worked, luckily, we had a bird processor that awesome. did it. Everything always was dealt with properly. You know, it. if the people didn't take it, it was always donated and sure. done the right way. So It didn't go to work. No, never. You ever had snow goose, or, yeah, snow goose jerky? Yes. Is it it's good? good? Uh, when I was... In so like it's now, good as Canadian jerky. I think be- snow geese are better. Personally, I think I've never eaten one. Yeah, yeah me neither. Just a white bird. They're so smart. Are they? Oh. How do you whack and stack them like that if they're that smart? Hit the right day. Oh. Conditions, you know. I don't. That's why I'm asking. Just conditions. Okay. When do you whack and stack flies? Conditions are right. Never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ. I've seen days. I've I've had a couple. Yeah, see. Yeah. Doesn't come around very and that's what you get into the expectations, you know, everybody sees the the videos, you know, and then the YouTube videos and all There's that. Something to be said for that. The, you know, people see that, you know, the snow geese they don't see the days where you only shoot twenty or thirty, you know. And or, that that comes around a lot. Or or you don't see how eight to 12 hours is condensed into 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you're just out there forever. And sometimes it's really nice, especially in eight to 12 hours. Like you got all this different weather, mm-hmm. you know, you got, it's cold in the morning, then it gets warm in the afternoon and then it gets cold again and you fish all night. 
and then you know you might have got wet maybe you're hungry maybe you're thirsty it's just like all these realms of discomfort and then within that duration of time you get like two bites (laughs) and if you botch both of them then you didn't catch nothing yeah I was that guy, though, when I first got into fishing, like, watching all these videos, like, oh, yeah, I should just go out and kill it every time. And, yeah, once you once you start getting into it, you find out, no. <laughs> Were you talking about that uh, buddy of yours and that other dude, how he puts out all these videos of him catching these big catfish, and then your buddy went down there. Oh, yeah. And they skunked. They got skunked, and, yep, he ended up just... Hearing about his lady problems all, the, yeah. all night. So. <laughs> what? What? That guy talked like he was the only one with lady problems. I know. But, you know. So, key back, you didn't grow up, like, fishing when you were younger? Uh, I did. Like, my dad was a cat fisherman, so I'd go with him. But I never really, like, I would just go with him. Basically, I was the bluegill catcher. I would catch bluegill. Yeah. Forever. That's what every kid's good for. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, it was all right, but I didn't really, like, catch the love. Yeah. until mm-hmm. honestly probably about four or five years ago yeah because you were saying you know you're watching videos and thinking going out and crushing i didn't know if you just one day you're like i want to go fishing you know yeah well for me it was like i knew how to fish yeah and uh i was kind of like i started started to fish just to kind of like something to do to kind of get away from work and uh recreational and have fun and i was you know back then i was using chicken livers and going for channel cats and then once you start hooking into a couple of nice ones, you're like, oh, I want to catch more of these. And then, then you start watching the videos. Then you start figuring out what other people are using for bait, where other people are fishing, and things like that. And, but, yeah, you can really get on a on – a, once you start watching videos and talking to other people, you can kind of get in a mindset, especially when you're new, that you should go out and, uh, you know, catch a 40-pound flathead every time. And <laughs> that's just not going to happen, especially in uh, Illinois, Iowa, where we're from. Unless you're – Sam Spencer makes it look so easy. Sam makes it look so easy. I haven't caught a big one. I didn't even get a real big one last year. It wouldn't matter. If you held them up for <laughs> that's that's true. If you held them up for a picture, they'd look like they're about I, half. As I big. hate taking pictures holding fish because they always look small. You shouldn't. You should bring an action figure. <laughs> yeah. See, my dream, my dream is to catch a catfish so dang big. You can't question it if I'm holding it? No, no, no. That people think I'm an action figure. Oh, we gotcha. <laughs> That's my dream. That's why I want to go to the Amazon. Well, this isn't videotape, so the folks at home may not know that I'm sitting next to a giant. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, kind of what we're referring to, and Sam. You, here. And you're not a giant? Right. I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm 6'2", but, you know. Uh, yeah. Keyback would be great for holding pitcher. He like, would. he'd be a great right pitcher because he's strong. Yes, yes. And but he's fish. not that big, so it right. you know, juice him up. Yeah. Looking juicy. Well, that's what we were talking about the other time with Seth, is we should, yeah. if we catch like a 30-pounders, have, we could have had Keyback yeah. hold it and then have you hold it, and they look like totally <laughs> different fish. And see who says which one's bigger. Right. It'll be right. the same fish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get there today, though. We didn't have one. No. We didn't have one to do that. We Pull the ruse on. We didn't hit the big two zero today. No, that would have been a nice scientific experiment. But uh, brings in the power of perception. Yeah, we got to <laughs> we got to catch fish first to do fun. Well, we caught fish. Well, yeah. I mean, the twenty pound or thirty pound. No, so. we didn't catch that fish. No, no. saw him on the fish finder. We yeah. did see a few. Mm-hmm. We, we saw, saw a few that might have been bigger. Way bigger. <laughs> Way bigger. At least a couple. 
That's the frustrating part about fish finders. Everyone talks about how fish finders are cheating this and that and the other thing. I think they're frustrating because you, you know, you're cruising around, you're looking at it and you see these big honking marks down there on the bottom. You're like, oh, you know, that's the one I want. And yeah. Then you set up on them and you don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's one thing to be bank fishing. Like, I hope there's fish in the area today. As opposed to you see them on the fish finder, you're like, oh, there is fish here. See, I yeah. feel better about that, though, because yeah. when you don't know for sure if they're there and you're just casting a bait and sitting on the bottom and yeah. you don't catch nothing, you don't catch nothing. But when you're on a boat and you can see on the fish finder, you're like, what am I giants. doing wrong? There's right. giants down there. What am I doing wrong? Exactly. <laughs> I can't do this. Exactly. I feel like Shad, from a catfishing perspective, is almost formed. Um, it's way into a condiment yeah. in a lot of ways because you can't eat chips. No, you can. You get used to it. But that's what I'm saying. You can't eat chips without getting your little shad slime yeah. on there. So it's funny you say that. I'm drinking a water bottle yeah. that was in my bait cooler. Okay. And, I'm just uh, in your bait cooler. Yeah. Why? Cause that, that's like you old. didn't have room in your truck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had, an, I had another water bottle in my truck that I was drinking on the way, and I had another one in the cooler just in case, take on the boat or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it has a slight hint of some shad and um, my secret bait, which is Creek Chub. Probably shouldn't say that. But yeah, nobody else on this whole planet uses Creek Chub. Right. Except everyone sitting here <laughs> and everyone who might listen to this. Right. So, But, yeah, it has a slight hint of that right now. And you know what? I'm okay with it. Yeah. I need to use it. You know, it adds character to the water. It adds a lot. Probably a little protein, a little <sighs> nutritional value. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what, when we were in Walgreens earlier, mm-hmm. I thought I just smelled like Chad. That's why that lady was getting away from me. No, it was the crusty beard. It was it? Yeah. <laughs> so, Quebec, like, am I, do I pronounce your name right? Yeah, Quebec, just like a, like a key, like a door key, and then, uh. Beck, like uh, the beer Beck, which is or a the, the singer, beer. or the singer. Yes. Yeah, I have a Beck CD. Really? Yeah, he's nice. Canadian. Is he really? I'm pretty sure. I'm not. I don't know. I he's believe Canadian. you. That's not, you, you, That's like a French Canadian name. It is. Um, it's like the Canadian Providence Quebec. Yeah. Kind of. That's why I think of it like if you being Canadian, but you're not. No, you're obviously not. <laughs> Is it a playoff of the Canadian province? No, it's not. So my dad's like, Korean, so okay. it's, a, it's a Korean name. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, but no, it's it just sounds like the the Canadian province Quebec. So, that's my town. Do you ever have any nicknames? I do. Um, so people would shorten it, call me Keebs. Keebs. So yeah. Now I'm gonna start calling you Keebs. Yeah, I think that's a good one for you to call me by Keebs. A lot of people call me that, or just Key. Um, With Beck. my thick Midwestern accent, That's I don't right. feel like Quebec rolls right off the tongue. Oh, oh yeah. Well, by the way, hold on. Uh, speaking of Midwestern accent, guys, if you ever watch Spencer's videos, he says "ope" a lot. It just comes natural, right? He gets a fish on line. Ope. I don't fight it. I just <laughs> embrace it. I am so, who I am. I know. Keeps. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So, yep. In the military, they called me song. When I was in the Marines, they called me Songbird. Because my last name's Song, so it was all Songbird. Yeah, I'm right here. I like that one. Yeah. I'm a, I'm still gonna call you Keebs. But yeah, most people do. Yeah, but Songbird's solid. 
Yeah. If you if we were ever to run into some of my marine buddies, they'd be like songbird. Mm. They'd be like, what the hell? But they say it just like that. Yeah, because they're all like rednecks from. Uh, I was uh, in the reserves so from was, Iowa. No, <laughs> Kentucky and Southern Indiana. So, yeah, yeah. That was like my whole my whole unit was from like Kentucky, Southern Indiana, and uh, a couple of us from Central Illinois. Do they group them together by geographic region? Because then that kind of close. Well, we were, I was in the reserves, so our reserve uh, center was located in Terre Haute, Indiana. So it was basically. Everybody joined the Marine Corps Reserves in that area was kind of lumped into that area. So, yeah, most of the people were from Kentucky and southern Indiana. That makes sense. Yeah. And I had a huge – I did a deployment in Iraq, and I had a huge southern accent when I came home, which still comes out every now and then from hanging out with those jokers all day. But, yeah, whatever. It was cool. Isn't it crazy how that wear, like, rubs off on you? Oh, yeah. I spent two summers in South Texas, mm-hmm. and everyone spoke Spanish. All day. And then when they would talk to me, that's the only time they'd speak English. Right. Yeah. And so that Latino accent was just like rubbed off on me. (laughs) But not enough because I would try to speak Spanish just to try to fit in. Right. And they'd just make fun of me for my accent. (laughs) Well, hey, try try going back to uh, Champaign, Illinois after a year in employment and uh, being a half Korean guy who sounds like a redneck. So, you're complex. I know. You have many layers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a buddy from Illinois here that yeah. he's from southern Illinois-ish, not real southern. Mm-hmm. And he's half, what would it, half Filipino and his dad's full blood Italian. But he looks like a Native American. Yeah, wow. But he talks like he's from the deep south. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. And I met some of his buddies from like his hometown. None of them talk like him. He talks like, God dang, Jesus. Just really? drawn out and everything. It makes no, it defies all logic. Where did, so where do you think he picked up the Southern accent? I have no idea. Hmm. Makes no sense. Like I met like his best buddy, like, and he was like, nobody knows why he talks like that. That's interesting. He's from usually, Illinois. You usually think of accents. They're all regional based because yeah. everyone in your area talks yeah like that yeah I'll tell you what though Southern Illinois there's some there's some country folk down there yeah for sure but like like I said wouldn't you think like his friends would talk like that too and like yeah that's yeah. kind of what I'm that saying is true. you know you but, you talk similarly to the group of people you're around yeah and that's yeah. where accents rub yeah. off yeah you know you like you're talking like you yeah. picked it up hanging just for being around them guys for a couple of years you know yeah and we get together and I. If I'm around them a while, I'll kind start, of starts coming back where you start, back and, yep, yeah, start talking exactly the same. Yep. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that. Well, I would argue though, and maybe you could also argue that it's not that much different. When I lived in Oklahoma, I don't feel like my accent was any different when I came back. Yeah. No, but no. maybe it's just because the Oklahoman is that Oklahoman accent. I don't know what you'd say. That. Okie from Muskogee. Yeah, I, I lived know. in Muskogee. I was yeah. the Okie from yeah, Muskogee yeah. for a while, but but you weren't technically from there. I was the Okie in Muskogee. <laughs> That's a better way of putting it. I was the Iowan in Muskogee. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't feel like it was as far as how people talked. I don't think it was that much different. Yeah, there's a few dudes that I was around that had a little bit of a draw. Well, yeah, mostly the rodeo guys. Yeah. 
But I would say in general, though, like where we live, Illinois, Central Illinois, and, and Iowa, we're like not like the super up north accent. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. we do say "op" a lot. You know, but you know, uh-huh. we're not like. I, I feel thought, like that's I a regional word, not like a like an accent. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're not like, hey, we're from North Dakota or something yeah, like yeah. that. You know, we don't talk to and but then we're not like Southern accent either. We're kind of like right in the middle. Hmm. Like the people on TV? Yeah. See, that's why... That's what they like, isn't it? Yeah, because I never thought I had an accent. That's not an accent. But... Because everyone on TV talks in a Midwestern accent. Yeah. So they talk normal. If it's on TV, it's normal. (laughs) That's that's what I always thought. That's what I thought. And then I got around a little bit. I'm like, well, it's kind of different. Yeah. But in Oklahoma, people didn't really talk that different? Not... Not really. I mean, there's a few people who would have like a little bit of a draw, gotcha. you know, but not significant. Not like the Tiger King guy. Not like the Tiger King guy. <laughs> Joe Exotic. <laughs> or people that I would meet from the far south, you gotcha. know, like Louisiana, Louisiana, Southern Mississippi, Southern Alabama. You know, they got thick Southern accent. Right. That ain't Oklahoma. Right. It's like right on the cusp. Yeah. I met a guy from, where was it, North Carolina, but there's a certain area over there Mm -hmm. where you can't understand what they say. You couldn't understand that guy. Unless you grew up down there. Yeah. Then you would. That's what I'm saying. Everything. And it wasn't even that. Just all the words were different for everything. Could he understand you? Not well. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. Uh, that's is like from you're, North you're Carolina. speaking the same language, but both English, yes, yeah. But your accents are so thick on opposite ends that neither of you can understand each other. Yeah. It's like I no, it was like it wasn't the accent on like my end. Mm-hmm. I don't think as much because I don't have an accent because I'm normal. Right, <laughs> but um, they have like what they called stuff was so different. You know, like I don't, I don't know how you describe slang. it. Slang, yeah, the slang for everything. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It just everything was something different, but everything rolled when they talked, so it all sounded the same. Oh, yeah, too. you've been doing it your whole life. <laughs> yeah, you know, big difference. Yeah, it was, it was different. It was like that when I was down in New Orleans. You got that Cajun accent. Orleans, Orleans, just the way you said it. You sound like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sound like it from there, man. Yeah, Orleans. You know what the best Playing thing? Well, I can't say the best thing about the South, but two of the best things in my eyes about the South. Catfishing? Well, <laughs> fishing. <laughs> fishing is awesome down South. Yeah. Food. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, crawfish boils down there. Oh, my. There was, all right, so I spent the I spent two summers living on South Padre Island in college, and there was one stint. So, all right, how this worked out the first summer, my one of my college buddies, his dad was a contractor, and they lived in South Texas. And he said I could live with them, like hang, like live in a room with them for the summer, and work for his dad, and just you know do whatever. But the problem was I had no skills, like I'm no very <laughs> no carpenter skills, no no bow hunting skills. No, no uh... I was unskilled <laughs> to the max. So I just picked up trash for him and. They got slow, and then he said, you know, I, I can't really pay you, so you'll need to get a different job. But I, every job I applied for, I, you know, 
nobody had hired me down there. So, um, cause they couldn't understand you. Well, the reasons are insignificant. <laughs> <laughs> nobody told me why, just nobody would hire me. So I'll take that for Damn with a Yankee. Yeah. That might have been it. I don't know. You can make all the assumptions you want. Right. At the end of the day, I couldn't get a job. And I had like 220 bucks my name to make it back to Iowa from Brownsville, Rio Grande City, Texas. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to go out with a bang. So I went to Walmart and bought like $25 worth of beef ravioli. <laughs> and then... That's up. like a month of living, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Do. So I got 25 bucks worth of beef ravioli. You have one month to live is what you're saying. And I've filled my truck up with gas. <laughs> Throw some ramen noodles in there. Good to go. Yep. And uh, I got me a two liter Coke and like a whole case of water. I think I got two cases of water. Mm-hmm. And I went and camped on South Padre for 10 days straight. And just fish for 10 days straight. And I ran into all Sharks, of them. by the way. Yeah, shark fishing <laughs> yeah. mostly. And ran Most into... people don't know that. Spencer was well, a right. big saltwater guy. Yeah. yeah. So a shark, shark fishing. And I used to be so wrapped up in it. It was ridiculous. But I fished for a little bit of everything. Well, I mean, it was either sharks or bait. So, you know, you're shark fishing, then you're fishing for bait. And whatever you can put on a hook that you're not going to get ticketed for was bait. And I ran into some cool people 10 days on the beach and one dude so i ran in these dudes who had never caught a shark before and i said it's not that hard guys and i'll show you every like all the five things i know and i went and kayaked baits out for them and they caught their first shark ever and i felt like you know the man like i helped these is that guys. your first guiding experience technically uh it depends on how you classify tape. you weren't getting paid though no no I kind of got paid because what happened after that, they're like, man, that was awesome. You want to hang out? Hang out. We're going to do a crawfish boil on the beach. Yeah, heck yeah. And I hung out and ate all the crawfish <laughs> I could till I fell over and went to sleep. And I don't know. That's life, good. life was pretty that was, good. That's a good payment. Yeah. Like, and Southern guys would be like, man, you know, that's all right. Like, when you're up north here, you don't get that all the time. Just, like, shrimp and all that stuff. We don't get it all the time. No, it's not no. fresh. We can get fresh crawfish now, though. We do. Spencer missed out this year. You didn't come up to the crawfish well this year, right? I can't remember what happened. You missed. We always do one somewhere around the 4th. Yeah. Kobe was going on. and I think, there was, I think I was doing something, though. Yeah, I think you might have been gone. Because I got a text from Brett. Yeah, you were supposed to come, but... Yeah. He was too cool. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, but yeah, that crawfish done right. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of work for that nugget, though. But it's so good. It's worth it. It's worth it. I've never done one. Never really? Done one. Yep. Oh, I'm about to go out to Iowa next. Yeah. Year. Apparently, <laughs> where'd you go? Have your first crawfish? Well, Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of like a head hanger. Like, Louisiana. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, I should have made it. I don't remember why for sure, but crawfish, usually I don't turn that down. Yeah. No, that that whole deal. And then after that, I ran into some other dudes. And this was kind of a cool experience where they're like my age. And they're kind of doing the same thing. They're just camping on the beach with like whatever they had. Right. So, and I'm super talkative. I talk to everybody and hear their, their whole deal. And... 
end up fishing with them. We, uh, the coolest part though, other than getting to meet those guys was they brought a generator and a TV and a DVD player and we built a campfire and then set up the TV on the other side of the campfire and watch Grand Torino out on the beach. That's awesome. Yeah. And the best part was like, I don't remember what part of the movie it was, but clicker starts screaming in the background and we had to pause the video and run down land a shark. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I took the last, what, like 100 bucks, 150 bucks, and drove back to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Sipping waters and <laughs> eating, like, my last three cans of beef ravioli. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> How old were you then? Oh, man. I think I was 21. Oh, man. 20 or 21. That's an adventure right there. You know, I feel old saying this, but it don't even seem that long ago. Yeah. But then you think, it's like over a decade <laughs> yeah. i don't feel like i've grown up a bit either <laughs> like i would do is that, that good tomorrow. or bad i don't know i don't know i'll let you decide that one i don't know i didn't know you then yeah well, i i've definitely grown up yeah but as far as the adventure side of it, yeah you're still yeah i don't think i i think i've gotten worse like i'm not big into the shark fishing but man like i would camp when out. you're not in the shark fishing because you're not close Right, and that's that's honestly the biggest thing. <laughs> you know, we had sharks here. You'd probably go fish sharks once in a while. Well, I absolutely would. Yeah, I would I, too. I just got sick of the drive. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're talking. It's 24 hours down to where 20, you're talking. 24 hours, and I made that drive without stopping for anything but uh, gas and energy drinks. For I think I did it four or five times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And three of them were solo. Yeah. You know, you probably learned a lot, though. Young man doing that stuff, going out, 200 bucks in your pocket. I don't know if I'd do that nowadays, but... <laughs> no. That's a... Yeah, man. That's cool. Because you're not... Because that's not the only option. Right. Like, then that's the only option. If you want to do that, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Now it's... You got options, you know? You don't have to drive 24 hours straight because you can have enough money to pull over and get a hotel room. Right. So if, And have something other than ravioli. Right. Yeah, I could have... Applebee's? Maybe. <laughs> that's pretty high living. Man. Yeah. That's that high. That would see, that'd be bougie. What yeah, you, that's bougie. <laughs> what I'd do is I'd do the two for 20 and then save the other person's half and eat that later. Yeah, yeah. Good thing because... That's not being bougie. That's just being smart. That is. Yeah. You could say smart. smart or cheap, or to me, they're the same smart, thing. Yeah. yeah, same thing. You can, if you're not cheap, you're not smart. Well, we haven't eaten out this whole trip. Yeah. We caught our own food. We caught our own food. You know, thrifty is what I like to call it. I used to do a weekly radio segment on a local radio show in Champaign. Yeah. Where it's like a fitness segment or whatever. I'd right. come in once a week, and it was like a five-minute segment. And so, like, it wasn't like, you know, I like this because it's like open dialogue. We can sit here and talk. We can branch off to talk about whatever, you mm-hmm. know, what beer we drink in college. Um, but, you know, with it, with the radio show, it was like, you know, I had five minutes. So I had to, like, they asked me a question. I have to, like, spark off my answer real quick, you know, and get it out in short, chunky time. So it didn't take up too much radio time. So, yeah, it, I didn't really like doing that type of stuff. This is way cooler, in my opinion. That's what I figure. Like the whole idea behind doing something like this is 
You're just chilling. Yeah. You know, like, you're kicking back. Imagine there's, like, a campfire, you know, and exactly. you're just shooting the breeze about whatever. That's a good time. That's why I asked you if this is going to be G-rated or R-rated, because, you know. <laughs> yeah, you need to have both. <laughs> right. Stone Cold does that. Does he really? Yeah, he has, like, a, it's called the Unleashed, I think. Yeah. Really? And then he has just, like, a family-friendly one, too. Huh. Uh, I listen to his sometimes. I didn't know Stone Cold had a podcast. Yeah, it's pretty good. I might have to start listening. Yeah. yeah me too. He's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. 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 He's got one. You ever feel like uh, people get too worked up about, like, titles and stuff? Yeah. I don't I don't really like titles. Yeah, but I mean, like, Fist fitness instructor versus uh what was the other one? trainer yeah trainer yeah. yeah i mean it's like teacher versus educator yeah I, that's a teacher <laughs> the, do they get mad about that they as in nobody i know oh. there's probably somebody who gets mad over that yeah, yeah. i get it i mean you can call me what you want yeah i don't know if you can call me anything to hurt my feelings too bad no, but the the whole uh, title thing or yeah, all that. Like, I don't know. I've just never got worked up, and when people do, it just seems like a foreign concept to me, and I just don't understand. Yeah. So you don't like we call him the Plathead Grandmaster? That just makes me feel uncomfortable. That's <laughs> like, I like compliments make me. I'm unsure what to do. Yeah. I, I would almost yeah. rather you say something mean to me, and I'd feel better about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like with what I do, like a title, you know, like people kind of use the title to make themselves feel better where, or to make themselves feel important where, Mm -hmm. you know, people are coming to me for business. It's not like I need that doctor title because I'm a doctor or whatever. I'm uh, treating patients. You know, I don't want people to come to me because I'm this special certified trainer and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I want people to come to me because they know. I'll get them results, and I'm a good guy. Sure. So, I don't know. I don't like I don't like the titles stuff either, really that much. Some people get worked up over doctor. I if I got my PhD, I don't. I wouldn't make anyone call me doctor. But yeah, if I get Coast but. Coast Guard certified, every one of you's called me Captain. Yeah. <laughs> we had this conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna buy you the white outfit. Yeah, I just like want, a captain's outfit. I, I just captain's want the hat. Yeah. I just need the hat. They need a jacket. Well, you, I wouldn't wear it. You'd buy it for me. I wouldn't. Well, I might. I might. We have to get at least one picture. Oh, yeah. The one picture is guaranteed. Yeah. Have to. The hat. I'd be wearing that hat all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've also thought the same thing, Spencer. I hate to admit it. I just want to go take that six-pack license, you know, to mm-hmm. get that, and then I can be called Captain. Yeah. yeah. Captain Sam. Man. What all What all do you have to go through to, to get there? It's fairly elaborate. Yeah, it is. You got to be like CRP, you know, or all that. Right. First aid. Catch release. (laughs) CPR, my (laughs) You know what I mean? No, conservation resource program. (laughs) (laughs) Need to uh, plant some switchgrass. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you got to be certified and all that type of stuff, which you should. Yeah. I mean, things go wrong. No, I'm already certified in that. Yeah. But there's a lot into it. Like, I got a buddy who's got it who has a charter on uh, Lake Ontario for salmon fishing. Big water. Was, yeah, yeah. A little different than what mm-hmm. we're doing, but still. 
still the same license. Yeah, and isn't the, I think there's other Yeah, yeah there's add-ons and stuff, you know, like if you're offshore, yeah. if you're offshore captain, it's very very intensive. Yeah. And I think it goes by how big your vessel Yes. You got to start yeah. talking like that yeah. if you're going to be a captain. So well, I, I already do. I talk about my kayak. I call it a vessel. Yeah. Yeah. What classes? There's even like in Iowa, there's, you know, the classes of vessels and changes what? Kayaks are unlimited. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> the small. The, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. You know, you'd no. think unlimited would be the biggest. No. You know? no. They're, they can do anything. They're yeah. unlimited. Yeah. Big vessels are limited. To big water. Kayaks They're unlimited. Are, kayaks are unlimited. I know. Big, big water, little water, they do it all. Unlimited means you don't have to pay, right? Yeah. No tick, no uh, registration. If they're over 13 feet. Is that what it is? They actually have that now? Yep. Thir- well, yeah, over 13. Anything over 13. Mm-hmm. Which, it's kind of funny to me how some people get worked up over oh we know who we're talking about right now. well no 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 we're not talking about that (laughs) how how people get worked up over having to register kayak they should that money goes to a good it goes no but they're unhappy about it like people will tailor their purchase of kayaks to buy a kayak under 13 feet long so they don't have to pay so they don't have to pay the 15 dollars every three years yeah like wait what what are the laws in uh, iowa like if you have a kayak that's over 13 feet long, yeah. you have to get it registered. And the registration is due every three years, and it's 15 bucks. And people will spend $400 more on a kayak or, you know, just like tailor right. their purchase to make sure their kayak is under 13 feet to avoid the $15, $15 registration yeah. every three years. I'm like, wow. you spent three times that at the bar last night. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like. <laughs> yeah, I never understood that. Yeah, get the kayak you want. Yeah. And I don't know. They just I, dropped that law in Illinois where you don't have to register your kayak anymore unless you're using a trolling motor. So you they dropped the law? Yeah, you used to have to, like, just like a boat would have to get it registered and get a sticker for it and everything. But I don't think you would, you would have to get the numbers, per se, like you would on a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, but you used to have to get, like, and it was, like, I think it was the same thing. It was, like, 10, 15 bucks every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a stamp you would put on your kayak. Yeah. Yeah. Now you don't have to do that. You don't, but you, but, but if you do use a trolling motor on it, you have to get it registered just like a normal boat. Same, yeah. same thing for, uh, for in Iowa, it, uh, the 13 feet or the trolling motor. Yeah. Although there's some controversy over that too. If you look at the regulations, it's kind of, you could see where it'd be perceived one way or the other with yeah. a kayak. Yeah. And I don't know the exact wording off the top of my head. But, yeah, I don't either. But I remember looking at it and like, hmm. But I play safe. Hey, I want my kayak registered because there's, if you're out in some water and stuff goes wrong on a kayak and all they do is find your kayak. That's true. It'd be nice. That, yeah, I never thought of it that way. That's Which could happen on a kayak. And or I, if it just gets away from you. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody finds it, they can read the number off. And Man, that would suck. I was out on a lake one time uh, last year, and I knew bad weather was coming, and I kind of pushed it a little bit, you know, too long, staying on the water, and a storm rolled through. Mm-hmm. And I was caught out in the middle of it. Luckily, 
The direction of the wind and the storm and the waves literally took me right to the boat ramp. It wasn't the boat ramp I started at. But it's safety. Right. But it took me to the boat ramp. So anyways, I get to the boat ramp, thank God. And um, I called up one of my buddies who lived close to the lake where I was fishing at. He came and picked me up and took me to the other boat ramp to get my truck so I can come back in my kayak. So we just left my kayak there. Conservation, you know, came by and saw my kayak. Nobody on it, you know, all by itself Mm -hmm. at the boat ramp. And there was a huge storm going on. So he was able to look up the number on my kayak and then call me and make sure I was okay. So I was like, you know, it's probably a good thing that I got this thing registered. Would you ever thought about that if you hadn't ran into that experience, though? No. See, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. But that's a case to be made. Like, good judgment is a result of bad judgment. Yeah. Good, like, experience. Exper- there's no substitute for experience, you know? Right. So. Yeah. But definitely, because you, know you know how it is. Things can go sideways on a yak real quick. You know, I've been fortunate. Really? I've been kayaking a lot, and some a lot of people seem to think of me as the kayak guy. And I'm more of the whatever puts the fish in the boat kind of guy, or fish yeah. on the bank kind of guy. Well, what's your What's your scariest moment on a kayak? I've had a few times where I've had like fishing poles get hung up on tree limbs, and I'm doing like circles going down the river. <laughs> That's the second time I flipped. I wasn't paying attention, and my rods got caught up in trees. I'm sideways, and sometimes it's all it takes. The current was. Not too strong, but it was strong enough to just take me under. Yeah, and that's why I think of, like, big kayaks. Like, I have a kayak that, you know, like Sam. Sam's He's trying to make me buy it from him. I am. I've been trying to sell him for, like, (laughs) weeks now. Tall enough to party? Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, 6'7". 6'7", okay. Tall enough to ride any roller coaster you wanted. I'm probably too tall. Yeah. Well, you had a, a good run from, like, four years old to about... 16 when you could ride them all. <laughs> yeah. I got a I bet some of them they wouldn't let me ride. Probably yeah. not. I don't fit too well in them. Anyway, See, that yeah. kind of goes along with my fear of heights. Yeah. yeah. I don't like roller coasters. Really? Nope. I don't like falling either. Like that stomach rising feeling. I'm not scared of that. I like where it shoots you up and like, I don't like drop that. down. I don't like yeah. that feeling. Yeah. I like my feet on the ground or feet. <laughs> feet in a kayak yeah i was just gonna say i think you like in a boat more (laughs) yeah you're probably right if i could live i'd live on a boat that's why you start building you a houseboat yeah sounds expensive no get some barrels sounds well that might be the houseboat i'd want that's what i'm saying it's gonna be a spencer boat we could knock down some you know some big oak trees and split some timber and no, I'm, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'll help you build it, but I'm not going to plane the boards out for you. <laughs> That's on your your own. We don't have to plane them. We just have to tie some logs together. Okay. We need a lot of barrels then right. if we're going that heavy. Well, you said a houseboat, not just... Not a log cabin. Well, I mean, A little different. If we're going to build... Stick structure. Yeah. I'm just imagining right now. Yeah. It'd be your summer home. Yeah, you know, like people got summer. That'll be your summer home. So I used to want a house on the river on stilts. Oh yeah, because you'd see those houses close to the river on stilts. The more I thought about it, the less I liked the idea. Where I would rather buy a piece of ground and put like a gravel pad and run electric and water to it, and then have like a canopy and to drive my uh my camper underneath yeah 
That way, if it like flooded, a lean-to type deal, yeah. yeah. And, it, and if it flooded, I could just Leave. drive drive it out. You know, I've always just wanted to build like a cabin out in the middle of nowhere, on a river, or really close to a river. That way, you know, it, and I think that'd be cool. Take some guys out there and camp in the cabin, go fish the river. See, anymore, you know, I'd just rather find a a really nice turn in the river with a big high bluff and. Yeah, build a house about 100, 150 yards back, and then have you a gravel path to your own boat ramp down yeah. below it. <laughs> that'd be awesome. I think that'd be badass. Yeah, get nothing done work wise, but that'd be awesome. Guy can dream, man. <laughs> you know, he'd have a lot of distractions out there. Yeah. I know I would. About ready for retirement, Spencer. That would, well, <laughs> the dream would be you wouldn't have to retire. That's true. The dream would be that you could do that every day your whole life yeah because i try to i honestly make a point to not wish my life away not hope for future just enjoy every single day yeah it's a good way that's a good way to live today's been a great day today's good Yeah. yeah i always you always hope for a big fish you always wish for a big fish but the reality is they don't always happen that's what makes them special as long as you catch fish well, that even makes, days when you don't, it's still fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy myself every day. Yeah. And when it when you have a bad day, I just think about what I could have done yeah. to be better the next time I run into this next thing. Like the, if I run into a day that's similar, what could I do next time to make it better? Yeah. And then I just think about improvement, and then it's a good day because yeah. I got better. I admit I do get frustrated because I. I go on runs where I'm like, I'll, I'll just be killing it. <laughs> like, I went on an eight-week run where I caught my PB channel cat, my PB flathead. My God, PB... I hate that word, PB. Yeah, I sorry. Hate it. I hate it. <laughs> my personal It's best. not words. <laughs> well, That's initial. I, I hate that. Those Initialism? Uh, I don't no, know. it's acronym. Acronym, yeah. I hate that acronym. Sorry, I caught my personal best. I hate that, too. I hate the concept of people getting wrapped up around catching this biggest fish. Exactly. That's where I'm getting at. So yeah. I got that. And I caught all three species in an eight-week span. And, like, man, I almost wish I didn't because, like. Now where do you go? Right. Now where do I go? And it's like. Just enjoy the experience. Right. Man. I'm trying to get myself into that. I'm like, ah, I just need to enjoy it. It's not going to happen every time when, yeah. it, when it happens. Enjoy the ride. You know. But, man. I don't know. I enjoy the ride. Yeah, I need to be more like you, man. I'm trying to be like you. I'm trying to be river certified. <laughs> you don't have to be like me to be river certified. That's true. Yeah. There's only one Spencer. <laughs> For better or worse. There's Thankfully, only there's only one. Spencer. Exactly. Exactly. No, man. It would be better if there was more Spencers. Yeah, it would be. That's up for debate. I, I agree. Hey, That's you're up a good dude, debate. Spencer. Yeah. You don't give yourself enough credit. I, you know how I told you about how I feel awkward? I know. That's why confidence. I did it to you. And we ganged up <laughs> on you, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. You did. you did a great job at that. <laughs> so the moral of the story is I enjoy fishing a lot, whether I catch anything or not. Or catch anything or not. And yeah. if everybody felt that way, there'd be a lot more people fishing a lot yeah. more often. I agree. Yeah. Here. I think people get hung up, too, on, like, Going places like, well, what can you keep? You know, they yeah. always... Uh, or people unhappy, like, I don't go to Canada anymore because they lowered the limit. Yeah. 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 You know, 
It's not about I go, how many you're bringing I, home. It's about hanging out with your buddies while you're yeah, out there. Absolutely. I hardly ever like go on a trip and bring fish home. Like I keep fishing them around home and stuff to eat. You know, it's right. like yep. unless you're like like we did today. You know, we kept one. You're right. And we ate it. Yeah. Right now. And it was too much because <laughs> we weren't taking any of it home, and I'm stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> it was just right then. Yeah, but going on a trip and, you know, it's just about hanging out. Yeah, yeah. I remember, so I went to Canada one year with my old man, and it was a blast. I need to go back again, but our, I guess, our late buddy, uh, Marty, and I miss that guy because he was hilarious. And I was 19, and he gave me crap for so long because... He was a pretty good poker player, and I like to play poker. And nobody realizes how much I like to play poker. I, I loved poker, and I, I did okay. I, I won more than I lost, and I bought a lot of fishing equipment with poker money. And, yeah. And Texas uh, or yep, Texas Hold'em was my favorite, but I didn't care. I just loved cards. Right. And I don't play that much anymore, just because I'm fishing or I'm editing video or doing whatever else. So I don't really have as much time for it. But if life ever slows down, I'll get back to playing some poker because it's it's really fun. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Marty would Marty was really good, and Marty took a lot of my money, and <laughs> Marty never let me live it down, and he just gave me a hard time the whole time, and you know laid it on it. He didn't. Even, so we we stopped at casino on the way up there, and. Um, I would have been 19, so you couldn't gamble in Iowa, but you could gamble in Minnesota. And I tried to run the poker table up there, and I got there the moment it opened, and I was so excited to play poker in a casino. And I was playing with all these people, this small ball, you know, stuff, and I was doing pretty good. I think I got up. I started with, like, 20 bucks, you know, and I think I got up to two, three, four hundred bucks. And I didn't want to quit because I was having so much fun and doing well and everything and about I think it opened at four and then about seven o'clock the card shark showed up (laughs) and they just nicked at me and picked at me. And they, I think they, I mean, they bought in for as much or more than I had and they just bullied me around, man. And that's why I don't gamble within an (laughs) hour. Well, I mean, you could make, I understand like gambling can be issues, but I rolled up with 20 bucks. And I played cards from four o'clock till nine and I got frustrated and everything. And I was up big and I ended up walking away with nothing. Right. But at the end of the day, I had a whole lot of fun for, that, for four, 20 bucks, for, for 20, 20 bucks, bucks, four to nine. Yep. And just That's, had a blast. You spend that much going to the movies. It's a lot cheaper. Than you fishing. spend more than that going to yeah. movies. Yeah. Just, just to walk into the movie yeah. and spend at least at least 15 and that's yeah. two hours right and it might not even be fun that's true might, <laughs> might be a bad movie <laughs> might be a bad movie but i i walked out there i walked out of that casino with no money and i had a blast I'm i not, bet you had money no well yeah i had 20 dollars less yeah i had 20 yeah. i lost 20 bucks at the casino just I, don't walk in there with more money than you want to lose absolutely that's the best way i've always that's a good rule. Good you rule. know? Yeah. It's like, all right, I want to lose 200 bucks. So you going there, man. Right. Stay away from the ATM. Yeah. Like. Yep. I don't know. I I can't relate to anybody who might have that problem, I guess. But uh, 
that's how I, my, it's probably just a mindset thing, but I, yeah. I had a whole lot of fun. Yeah. And Marty gave me a whole lot of crap. That you didn't walk away? No, that I just lost it all. Oh. It's not about, not well, he gave me crap about everything. I guess not walking away and losing all that money and stuff. I tried to, like, when you're up, you were just like, put like 200 in, you know? Yeah. Like half the yeah. No, I was just like. You wanted that to start. Cause you got to, you were, you turned into the bully. He was all in at that point. I was a bully. You were the bully until the real bully That's showed exactly up. Exactly what happened. <laughs> That's, That's it, awesome. it was, it was great. So yeah, I don't know. I miss Marty. Marty's a good dude. I had a lot of fun up there, but that's what those fishing trips are all about. In my yeah. eyes, you know, it's not about whether you can bring two walleyes home or three walleyes home. It's about being able to tell stories like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like this, this is, this is a whole lot of fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And like then, everybody gets all worked up about, about, Oh yeah. You can go up there and catch all the fish. I'm like, if you're talking about wanting to eat, keep fish and eat them. I was got some of the most liberal laws of, Oh, absolutely. I mean, we can keep five, whatever you want. Five walleyes, any size. You can keep three northerns, any size. Yeah. Keep 15 catfish, any size. Yeah. yeah. You know. Whatever you want. Everybody gets all worked up about that, you know. It's like, which I don't, I don't get what the big. De- you're up there for the experience. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then even this trip, as long was- as you can keep enough fish to eat while you're there, that's what you do. You eat fish while you're there. Yeah. You know? yeah. And he, I don't know. To me, that's not even a big deal. No. But this trip's been fun. Like yeah. for the fishing, hanging out with you guys, and then even the buildup, like. Wasn't sure if we were going to go. Yeah, we, <laughs> we really weren't. Right. Two o'clock yesterday, I was picking up the the hydraulic cylinder for the, my boat motor. Yep. And it's still not working quite right. <laughs> it's working enough. To enough to keep shot. us going. Yep. So, uh, so what's your guys' game plan for tomorrow? Going to get up early, hit it up all day? Or? Depends on your definition of early. I'm thinking cool. 6.30 yeah. probably. Yeah, get, get up at six thirty. Get everything out of here. Yeah, and yeah. just if we want to sleep, again, we just go with what we want to do. Yeah, no, yeah, no pressure. Well, it's once again, it's all about enjoying. It, yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. I. But maybe we won't even fish tomorrow. No, I'm that's fishing. probably yeah, I'm fishing. Yeah, <laughs> fishing if you want to fish, I'll take your track. And I'll no. But but honestly, yeah, that's the biggest thing. You just have fun. But I don't I don't mind like being a little miserable. I kind of enjoy it just to see if I can do it. You know, like, yeah. that's what I like about kayaking a little bit. You know, you uh, sometimes you're paddling up river a mile or two, and sometimes you're dragging your stuff away through some crap, and that's the worst. Well, but then when you're done, you're like, man, I, I'm tougher than I thought I was. Yeah. I just did that. Well, I'm, or I guess I don't think like I'm tougher than I thought I was. I think I'm like, I'm not a sissy. He just called yeah. himself tough, didn't he? I yeah. said, I just he said did. I'm. He did. I just said I'm not tough. I just, but I did say I'm not a sissy. Either. <laughs> <laughs> so you can take from that what you want. <laughs> he folks, he just flexed too. Yeah, right. right. He just posed. Yeah, he just beat his chest. And... <laughs> we think you're tough, man. It's all right. You don't have to like, like prove yourself. All right. <laughs> I know a lot of guys way tougher than me, man. Yeah. I could I could start listing off names of guys who I'm like, wow, man. they're tough. Yeah. Holy cow. You. Yeah. You and the you served, man. I did. Yeah. I ain't that tough. 
I don't know if I was tough or stupid, but probably more stupid. Selfless. I'll give you that one. I appreciate it. Yeah. I always wondered, do you think I would be, is there a height? Well, my my Like an ideal height? No, 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 no. But like, is there like, or they won't take you if you're so tall? No. uh, My best friend, we both joined the Marines at the same time. And he's six six. Yeah, so about your about height. me. I'm about, about your height. Yep. And uh, he went. I went reserves. He went active duty. He had a great career. He actually ended up being a uh, scout sniper for the Marines. Yeah. So he was always a really good shot hunter growing up. Yeah. Our recruiter was like six ten. Really? <laughs> what? Yeah. You just don't see that many military guys that are you know tall. Yeah, man. Yeah. They're out there. The guy who recruited me was pretty big. Yeah. Because you know you always have guys show up at your high school. Yeah, and the guy who showed up our high school. He's probably six four, six five. Yeah, and just you know, yeah. That's why they had him. That's why they had our that my recruiter. He was six ten, and everybody wanted to be like him. You know? Yeah, right. and uh, I get that. Yeah, and we had, but even in my in my unit, we had some. I was in infantry. We had some big. We had some big old boys there. Yeah, normally you just don't see that many yeah. like real big guys. You know. Yeah. Say other like than tall. other than that recruiter, everybody I know who served has been yeah, they're just six, probably six one or under. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see that man. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. So anyway, Quebec, you're you're tougher than me. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know about that, but I just I appreciate it. it. I just said it. <laughs> I understand the compliment thing. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I get it. Sam, I'm way tougher than you, though. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting old. That's fat. I'm an old man but, sitting here. But yeah. Sam could probably crush both of us at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> you under one arm and me under the other. This has been a day-long conversation. Yeah. Sam is the legend killer and I'm the giant killer. <laughs> We're at a standstill. That's yeah. what we, we have a mutual thing. Yeah. And, uh, That's Sam, why we get along. Sam's the only one who thinks I'm a legend. Mm-hmm. And I think he said it just to build up this, uh, this story, the storyline here. <laughs> Why we can't throw down. Right. And I'm the giant killer because I'm like six foot, 210, but I wrestled heavyweight in college. Yeah. That's why he calls it, he called himself the giant no, killer. No, I didn't call myself. He called that. himself the giant killer. I was given really that name. Is it a really nickname if you give it to yourself, though? I didn't give myself that nickname. <laughs> we talked about that. There's this guy who gave himself the nickname Catfish King. Yeah. Right? That, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and he tried to sell his boat on Craigslist, and he listed the boat as Catfish King's boat on Craigslist. And, and he, jacked the price. And up. jacked the price up. Did he because like it a, was the Catfish King's. <laughs> Did he look like the Tiger King? Like uh, No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That guy's something else. <laughs> yeah, I never had any run-ins with him, Spencer said. Yeah, I ran into him. Yeah. He won't, he's the kind of guy who won't even look at you. I hate to be negative right now. Guy from your guys. I feel a little bad about that. Uh, not. I feel like that's matter of fact though, because he called himself Catfish King. He listed his boat as Catfish King's boat, and uh, he jacked up the price. And when you see him, he won't look at you or wave. Those are all factual. Those are all facts. I don't know. I still feel that's borderline negative. I feel like we need to bring up something good now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something good. Something good. Give me something good, Sam. Puppies are good. They are. I almost, <laughs> well, that reminds me, I almost bought Woody. a bird dog about three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, you were telling me that. There's this German short hair, and German short hairs are excellent dogs, and in my experience, they have a great nose. They're really nice pointing dogs, 
and they don't retrieve birds the best. That's been my experience. But this short Fair assessment. Yes. That's just what I've seen. But this one bucked the trend. He had all the good and was a great retrieving bird dog. And then I talked to the guy who owns him, and he filled me in on the breeder, and then he instructed me that the guy who bred this dog also trained this dog, and I understand that you have to pay for that, blah, blah, blah. But he also told me that this guy has German wire hairs, and there's something about a scruffy dog. I just love scruffy, nah. scruffy dogs. Oh. So, so if I ever get a bird dog, it's going to be like a Brittany or a German wire hair or something with longer Drother hair. Drother, all them. Yeah. I got a body of breeds them. If you're on Drother. Yeah, those are good awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was able to talk myself out of it. As much as I love pheasant hunting, I'm also aware of how much pheasant hunting I do. That's the thing when you get a dog like that. You got to work. You have to do it. Yeah. Like, you feel like you're letting that dog down. Doing them a disservice. That's all they want to do. You know? Yeah. That's. That's like you only get going flyhead fishing like three times a year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like if you only take it out three times a year. And I would probably be a very mean, angry, yeah. <laughs> bitter person if that was the case. Yeah. Depressed. I feel like I get kind of depressed. Do you think? About I mean, it, I, I think dogs get depressed. Oh, they absolutely Yeah, do. you know. I never, growing up, like, I, I was never good at noticing, like, dog emotions and stuff. Yeah. But now that I own a dog, and... Uh, He's a killer. Yeah, right. He's pretty He soft. about got me. Yeah, right. Um, I just notice those things a little bit more yeah. than, I, than I used to. Like, they, they see, you know, their responses, and you can kind of read their emotions a little bit. Yeah. Never noticed that growing up. Really? Yeah. I was kind of always into my own thing you know or maybe you don't know but well i didn't know you were your kid no i was always thinking about sports 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 and a little yeah. bit and a little bit of fishing that was about it I was never not going and then mowed lawns during the summer and when it was warmer and i think i mowed like seven or eight lawns and and fished when i could and hunted when i could and that's pretty good yeah how much hunt huh uh sundays about it. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on your definition of amount of hunting time. Like, it's a wrestling season. I never deer hunted. Yeah. I used pheasant hunting. I did some squirrel hunting. Yeah. Squirrel hunting, pheasant hunting, and uh, spring turkey, but I never got into it real big until I got, like, in college. Basically, if you're from Iowa and you don't deer hunt, people look at you funny. Oh, they do. <laughs> Isn't that weird? They do. It's not weird at all. It's almost expected, yeah. but when I was especially... I deer hunt, but... Well, especially when I was going to school in Oklahoma. Like, you're from Iowa? Yeah. Do you deer hunt? Yeah. That's ah. all you get. Yeah. No. What? What? But everybody thinks there's, like, that 200-incher. It's just they're hiding around every tree. And right, then, right. That's, that's not the case. Well, I'm sure people who catfish in, like, Tennessee feel that way. You know, because there's tough days everywhere. Yeah. Same deal. Iowa's one of the best deer hunting states there is. but That's what I'm saying, like... People like that don't live in Iowa or not been around it. They think like everywhere you go in Iowa, there's just monster deer. Like you go deer hunting in Iowa, you're going to kill a monster. Yeah, but the best places in the world aren't like that. It no. just doesn't work like it's that. It's not the way it is. But I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Illinois is kind of the same. 
Yeah, Illinois. Yeah, Illinois is right up there too. No yeah, you, doubt. You got about what five states that just have giants. You know, you got. I'm probably leave one out because I'm not a deer guy. But you got Iowa, you got Kansas, you got Illinois, and Wisconsin's pretty good. And then I don't Missouri's know, good. Missouri, yeah. Ohio, yeah, that's the one. Ohio's, some, Ohio's got some big deer. In it. Yeah. I don't deer hunt, but I appreciate a big deer. You know, you go around, you see a deer with big rack. You I know? just I. Like me and Spencer are driving down where we're fishing uh, last night, and we're going. We were talking about like I was talking. Me and my buddy are going to go out west, and we're going to try doing either a muley or uh, elk hunt next year. Yeah. And Spencer goes, "I just really don't have a desire to do that." And I go, "I, I couldn't believe it because I'm like that's like right up your alley because it's like challenging and like." remote yeah the remote factor i'm like it 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 just seemed like you the way a lot of things come down to money yeah you know money and time so you only have so much money i get it you you really only have so much time so how am i gonna it's more time than money it really it really is and if If you wanted to do it you have the money to do it you know i could make it work yeah that's what i'm saying yeah like you could cut this expense, this expense, this yeah. expense, save some money and make it work. Yeah. yeah. Instead of doing this, you do this. Exactly. Exactly. So it is I, hard though to be so invested in catfishing or fishing in general. And then, yeah. and then like want to do hunting. Cause I'm kind of the same way. Like I, I'm not, I've never gotten that hunting bug. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's because when I do something, I like to go all out into it, into it, you know, and put everything into it. I so, can relate to that. You know, yeah. it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to half ass, deer hunting but then you also have the the enjoy your life yeah you know like you want to go all into something but you want to experience a lot of things and if experience a lot of things is what makes you happy then that's good or if going all into something makes you happy then that's all good yeah but just being able to know what really makes you happy i think that's the most important thing right but at the end of the day, I really just want to go fish the Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be going out west would be sweet. I, I'm not saying I won't ever do it, right? But on the other end, I don't know why big game never, yeah, never really interests me that much. But the idea of the pursuit yeah. probably is like more of it for you. I that, think. that interests me too. Yeah, though. the pursuit, yeah. and then in conjunction with the putting a bunch of meat in the freezer yeah mm-hmm. like a bunch of good meat <laughs> yeah good. you Amazing. know doesn't get much better than elk no 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 i haven't ever killed an elk i've ate elk i have and it's good there's a handful of like I'm, I'm not a huge deer fan i'll eat deer i have no problems with deer but if i never ate deer again i wouldn't be like dang yeah. you know yeah mm-hmm. um but elk antelope antelope's really good you like antelope oh, i like dude. deer better than antelope really yeah maybe it's just how i had it cooked because the guy who cooked it my well, guy my brother-in-law cooked it and it was phenomenal but that guy knows what he's doing most everybody especially with like deer elk waterfowl is the number one i see everyone overcook it yeah that makes a big difference you cook waterfowl like like a good steak, medium rare, it's so much better. But, see, and this is my lack of education, isn't it recommended you cook waterfowl to 165? What? <laughs> no. 
Well, I, I don't mean, know. Maybe. I mean, probably. Turkey's like that. Yeah, like, turkey's a little to, different. I don't know. I don't know. It's You cook it like a piece of beef. I've had it like that. Yeah. And it's really good. Yes. And I'll take that risk because if there is a risk. Look at how big and strong I am. <laughs> I, I'm six. That's, I'm, I'm Sam. That's Powell. how I got so big. I'm no. six, seven. Because but no, that's. I eat medium rare duck. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it gets so tough and, dry, yeah, really and dry and just, it's just not, doesn't taste right. Yeah. Well, you're wrapping a piece of bacon and everything's pretty good. <sighs> That is how it's about. Right. right. It's good. We're having a piece of bacon, throw it on the grill, and life's good. Full season. Nothing fancy. Pheasants like that. I love pheasant wrapped in bacon. Yeah. Take the meat tenderizer and Mm -hmm. beat on them for a minute, and then uh, wrap them up, then wrap them in a piece of bacon. That's the only way I've ever had them. Really? Yeah. Well, I like making them bake with my pheasants and gravy. I've never done that. Oh, it's good. I've heard people talk about it. I just haven't done it. I did one one this year, and I I didn't shine pheasants, honestly, in quite a few years. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, when I was guiding and stuff, I wasn't ever around to do it. And I finally shot for you earlier this year. So good. See, I, I saved the like, thighs off the ones that yeah, I, I shot. Thighs there. are great on pheasants. Well, I've always, first time I ever kept them, I tried to fry them, and they're just tough. Yeah. So well, I'm Them gonna, are the best ones to wrap in bacon, in my opinion. Well, that's what I'm going to do. Well, I'm not going to wrap them in bacon. I might, but my idea is the reason I'm saving them is I'm going to throw them in a crock pot. Oh, yeah. Make, make a gravy. And a gravy on it, yeah. Yep. They'll be low and slow and nice and tender. Yep. and mm-hmm. yep. Especially, uh, well, I'm going to do that with turkey legs, assuming I shoot a turkey this spring. Oh, I don't know why, but the turkey dark meat isn't that as good. I like dark meat. I like dark meat, too, on chicken and, like, domestic turkeys and pheasants. That's pheasant. what I like about pheasant. It's all that nice, it's got, uh, stays moist. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But, like, a wild turkey, it's dark meat. I don't know. Really? It's di- a little different. I don't know. I'm, it's still okay. It's I'm not so, like it's like, oh, gross. But. I'm so basic with turkeys. Like, if I shoot a turkey, I breast them out and marinate the breast in Italian dressing and yep. throw them on a grill yep. and then cut the thighs off. And last time I tried to fry them, or actually I grilled them. I marinated them and grilled them, and they're still pretty tough. So this next time I'm going to yeah. throw them in a crock pot and yeah. Yeah. hopefully they'll loosen up a little bit. I don't know. What do you think the best, what's your favorite, like, wild game to eat? As far as, like... Any of them, you know, like pheasants, quail, partridge. Not fish. Not, it could be fish. No, I feel like they're so different, you can't put them in the same group. All right. It's just trying to make sure that we're differentiating. Okay, yeah. Um, Of all the things I've tried, probably elk. Elk? I'd agree. Elk. Yeah. That's what too. Yeah. And that would be, yeah, like you said, the pursuit, you know, chasing that critter and then being able to put really good food in your fridge. Ton of freezer. Yeah. Ton of meat. Clock. Mm-hmm. The work, I've never been a person where work's ever bothered me, so that's not even like. That's that's why I'm saying, you know, I just, that drive to go do it, just it seems like something that you'd just be way into. But I'm just more into catfishing. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my catch. And like, too. yeah, that's like. You know, I always 
and I have twenty other trips that I want to go. Yeah, on. I know, I know. <laughs> yep. I've never. I want to. I want to chase big stripers. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to go to the Amazon, but that's like way. That's up. a big one. Yeah, that's like a once in a lifetime trip yeah. type deal. Yeah, I want to go back and chase bull reds. Yeah, bull reds are so much fun to surf. Yeah. Um, Man, what do, you, else? do you have any idea how much it would cost? Like, get a guide and go down to the Amazon. And I know it, to the set yeah. how much it would cost. Yeah, because I'm saving for it as we <laughs> speak, <laughs> <laughs> and I understand it's going to go up every year. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it happens yeah. fairly soon. Yeah. Need somebody to go with you? Let me know. <laughs> Save your money. Yeah. My, if if everything works out, it's going to happen soon. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Let me know. Okay. This might be the crew right here. <laughs> this might be. You could have a lot worse crews than this. Yeah. Do a podcast in Brazil, or well, you could we plan go. on that. That would that would absolutely happen. We would be maximizing everything we could to try to uh, get as much content for people to enjoy as possible. Yeah. That would be amazing. And that's the thing. Like with that, it's like not everybody can do that, but like to show it, show people. Yeah. What's going on? Well, I like what you know. Stuff. It's like I know I'm never going to do that, mm-hmm. but I enjoy watching it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I like that. Still, well, there's a lot. I don't of- get, but some people get kind of jealous of stuff like that. I never felt that way. You know, I don't either. I'm I I'm not a big hunter, but I enjoy hunting shows. Yeah, meat hunt or meat eater. I love that show. Yeah, yeah, great. Show. Yep, great show. Um Actually, that might be the only hunting show I really enjoy that yeah. much. Well, I like the cooking he does in it too. I like everything. Pig Man. I never seen that one. Yeah, he's pretty. He's funny and he, he's good. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's entertaining. Or Turtle Man. <laughs> he wasn't a hunting show. Though. He was hunting turtles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that, one. that was more spectacle. He's on yeah. those nuisance calls. Get yeah. those raccoons out. Yeah. <laughs> you need to watch the original Turtle Man one. Like, I think it. he's from Kentucky, and yeah. Where the Kentucky, like, they just did a expose type deal on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't like he was in the show. Well, nobody is. I'm actually, <laughs> like, so Jeremy Wade, I hate him because he's living my dreams. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, in reality, I bet he's probably a pretty cool guy. But in his show, the over-dramatization oh, of everything, it's just like, whoa, chill yeah. out, bro. But you got to do what you got to do for TV. I understand that. It's... Well, didn't like the the Bear Girls guy? He got caught like staying in a hotel. Or oh something. yeah. Like you know, he's supposed to be one of those guys that goes out and survives out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess like during one of his shoots, like he was staying in a hotel room or something. I cannot like that. confirm nor deny that. But that <laughs> right. if that was the case, that'd be pretty funny. I've yeah, heard no, that too. I know what you're true. saying. Yeah. yeah. It was like I most think, of them shows. There's always something like like the Alaskan bush people and all that type of stuff. Like yeah. they were like building houses like right outside town yard and stuff. I, I feel know? like the worst one would have to be the uh, uh, the, the Sasquatch ones. Oh, because yeah. <laughs> they're making it sound like they're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and you know they're definitely like. 50 feet from their vehicle. <laughs> like, so somebody's on the edge of a gravel road, like picking up gravel on the side of their own, chucking at them and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just making bajillions of dollars. Yeah. Good for them, though. Yeah. I know. Hey. As long as people are entertained, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Do you yeah. believe in Bigfoot? Mm, not really. How about you? I, I think there's something out there. Keebs? I think there's something out there. I mean, 
yeah, there's a lot of uh, people that are probably just like into chasing them just to chase them. But there's a lot of people who have, I mean, there's a lot of sightings, reported sightings. So I don't know. It's kind of harder to prove nowadays because everybody's got their cell phones. I saw, I saw Bigfoot out in front of here. Did you? Re- reported sighting. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's no way there's Bigfoot, man. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. There might. I'm, I'm not saying there is, but there might be something. It doesn't necessarily have to be Bigfoot. All right, so if we're going to go back to Meat Eater, like, yeah. I like the Meat Eater podcast. One thing they talked about a lot was uh, if there's a Bigfoot, how has nobody ran one over? That's true. Everything gets hit by cars. Yeah, people get hit by cars, and then they brought up the... Uh, there's so many trail Florida cams Puma. now, too. Oh, well, yeah, that one, too. There's so many trail cams. And first of all, who hasn't just stumbled across? What do they live for, infinity? I mean, there's just going to be a dead one laying there. You or know? you find a fossil. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know fossil. like, man, that's a dead carcass of a Bigfoot, you know. I understand we haven't discovered everything, but I feel like terrestrial animals in north america yeah we're yeah. i think we're pretty good i think we're pretty good so i'm saying it, it wouldn't be in, it wouldn't be in america it'd have to be somewhere we're like very know, remote oh very yeah remote there could be there something but there but be like sasqu you're talking record. sasquatch that's an american yeah. thing you know that's yeah. the pacific northwest you yeah. know yeah but there's got to be some fossil record well, they're but there is they they think it's what gigantopithecus Gigant- or gigantopithecus yeah. yeah there was mm-hmm. i mean there was 10 foot tall, you know, eight Bi- creatures. Bipedal. Bipedal. There we go. Yeah. Now you're educating me. Right? You're the science teacher. Dude, that don't mean know. I know everything. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, there would be somebody come across it. Just like when there's a big forest fire. Yeah. What's that thing just going to sit through it? It's coming running out yeah. the other side. Yeah. I guarantee, though, if there's something huge that we don't know about, it's in the ocean, though. Oh, yeah. I no still doubt. don't like. There's. Megalodons. That's the, not the popular. Discussion. That was the the worst hoax thing the ever. Shark Week yeah. hoax. Yeah. Oh, I I saw that a mile away. Oh, I watched it for five minutes and turned it off. Yeah. So I'm like, the, these what, people are. Idiots. Isn't it true we've only like really like been on like ten percent of our waters or something like that? Probably. Like, no, it's more than that. It's got to be more than that. Okay. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot that we've never... I'm not throwing a percentage, no problem. Yeah, no, it's got to be more than that. There's a lot of the ocean. Maybe not a lot more than that, but it's got to be more than that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You got to think, though, like, you down also, deep? Underneath okay. the water. So you also have to think that the sun plays such a detrimental part of the food chain, and anything of substantial size would need a substantial food base. And yeah. the bulk of the food base, due to the sun, is the surface of the ocean and the shoreline the coast yeah and when you get down deep there's some things we haven't discovered but it's mostly barren because there's only so many resources for those animals to survive so the idea of a large gigantic shark surviving at the bottom of the ocean is Megalodon. not realistic <laughs> so it's not like that movie well, according to the movie, there was like some force field thing yeah. that like had this ecosystem on the bottom. I don't know. I didn't watch it, but I I watched the. Is there two of them? I watched. I watched right, one of them. I watched the Meg. I don't know if there's two of them, but I watched one of them. I've seen one. Yeah, my little brother's all into that stuff. He loves like giant like megalodons and Godzilla and stuff. Well, it's like fun that. to like speculate it on. Yeah, it is. 
we do it all the time and just on a smaller scale like i'm like oh there's a hundred pounder down there there's <laughs> yeah. probably not a hundred pounder down there but there could be and a guy's got a dream same That's true. same deal but that you know there but you don't know if it's like right under you oh no you know? but there's it, bodies it of be. water where yeah. You know, there's hundred pounders in them because it happened, this, and you've seen pictures of it. This yes. one here, yeah. yeah, yeah. The one we fished today has hundred pounders in it. We yeah. couldn't break twenty, but there's hundred <laughs> pounders in there. <laughs> so we're only twenty percent as good as the potential. Well, if you want to base it off of that, but statistically speaking, that would that would match up. But I, I like to think there's more to that. Yeah. I don't think uh, any of the people we talked to caught any bigger fish. No. no. And if they did, I'd... Good for them. Yeah, good for them. I mean... Yeah. I, I hope somebody did. Yeah. There was a lot of people on the water. There was quite a few today. And that's kind of cool to see, too, that there's, like, this fraternity of cat fishermen in this area that are on the water. You're right. Yeah. yeah, there is around here. That's pretty dang cool. So, here and... and I would say lake as well. Mm. It's a, uh, are we not saying lake names? Sorry. It's your body's water, man. Uh, <laughs> like I ain't, okay. I ain't worried about it. Go ahead and edit that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but in this area where we are fishing, where I'm from, yeah, it's a pretty tight knit group of cat fishermen, I'd say. No, that's cool. Cause pretty much the, the waters become devoid of anglers in the winter yeah. where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Even even during time frames where the water's open, the only people running the river are pretty much people duck hunting. That's about it. Well, you're not running the river right now around home. Even if there was water, you wouldn't see no boats. No, not fishing. Not fishing. Basically, you hit November, it's... Empty. Done. Mm-hmm. And I was... I mean, I've been guilty of that, too, myself. You know, but I was always picking up the gun, setting the rod down, you know. But that's the Iowa culture. Yeah. yeah. And that's cool. That's right? I mean, that's not even Iowa. I mean, that's just anywhere it gets cold, you know, where right. stuff freezes. You but know? that's what makes this place cool. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. not we're not out of the ice belt. No. no. Now, these waters where we're at. Well, they're rain, different. They're though. not going to freeze. But uh, no. there's a lot of bodies of water around here that would. Yeah. At times, with enough ice for you to go ice fishing. We don't get a ton of ice around here, but we do get ice. Yeah. You know? It's like it's probably every, like Kansas. Yeah, it's like every other year we get ice, I'd mm-hmm. say. Like where we, you can actually go on it. Where you can actually go on it, uh-huh. yeah. Like last year, I think it was only for like a week we really had some good ice. year before that, it was like nothing. Mm-hmm. Then there's some winters where like, yeah, you got a good month or two, we can get out there. So It's pretty substantial when you have... Ice for over a month. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd say not all at one time, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. There's no ice castles around here. No, we like don't build, uh, like, shopping malls <laughs> on our lakes like they do in Wisconsin. That's pretty cool how they have bars out on the water, yeah. and you have, like, a little... You can ice fish in the bar. Yeah. It's like, how is that even EPA? Or not EPA. Or is it EPA. That's environmental protection agency. Yeah. What's the one? Why F- are we having so F- much trouble OSHA? with? I'm not a, see, what you don't realize is I'm not a details guy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a big picture, big <laughs> concept guy. And when you shrink it down so far, everything gets fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. Like names, dates, stuff like that. Hey, will you remember this for me? No, probably not. <laughs> no. <sir. laughs> not unless I 
Put it in my phone. Exactly. Technology is big time assistance. I think we're uh, about out of time, though. Yeah, I any, got to be hitting the road soon. So. Any party You got to get back fishing. No, nah, I'm going home. I'm going to go home. You're not yeah. going to fish? <laughs> no, I'm not going to fish tonight. Uh, I'm going to go home. I'm, I'll probably get up at and get after it in the morning. All right. But, yeah. I'll uh, go hit the big C. Yeah, hit the yeah. big C. Yeah. Let's see if I can find something. Super cool. secret spots. Yeah. Well, you got any parting words? Keeps. Uh, do I have any parting words? Yeah. Uh, th- thanks for uh, letting me hang out with you guys. Um, biggest takeaway I'm going to have from this podcast is what you said. Uh, what I kind of talked about earlier is just enjoying myself more when I go fish. Sometimes I get on that, and I hope everybody at home who's listening can take some of that too. Sometimes you get out there and you get on that grind, and sometimes fishing's not enjoyable because you're chasing after that number or you're uh, you know, just worried about being uncomfortable or you know how much time you're putting in and effort you're putting into this with, without getting a lot back when really you should be sitting back and thinking, man, I'm out with my buddies. I'm out here in the outdoors. I'm away from all the crap that's going on in the world, and uh, yeah, I think I just need, I need to have I needed to hear that you guys talk about that and to have more of that perspective when I go out fishing. So thank you guys, gladly. How about you, Sam? You got any final away? thoughts? Final? If you got one, you got one. If you don't, you don't. Something you want to say before we're done? I don't know. You know, it's fun. You know, doing podcasts. See, that was mine. Yeah. Like, I'm glad I decided to do this because this is fun. Yeah. This was super cool. Yeah. Like, this is like, basically nothing's different what we just did other than we have microphones and headphones on. Exactly. What we did. Exactly. We basically had the same conversation we had for, what, an hour and a half? Yeah. That we would have, and other people, hopefully they enjoy it. Maybe they'll think what we talk about stupid. I don't know. I hope they enjoyed it half as much as I did. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if they did, they really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> For sure. And we haven't, you know, I don't think we solved any world problems here. I don't think we're going to ever. <laughs> hey, we might. We might. You know. But hey, if people can tune in and hear us talk. And, this, and just like what we do when we sit at the bank or we're on the boat fishing. Yeah. You know, it's what we talk about. Yep. A lot of dumb stuff. Dumb stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next time, I'll be having some cold ones with you guys, dude. That'll be fun. So jealous. That'll be fun. Yeah, same like Don't get jealous. Enjoy the day. That's right. Dang it. Doing it again? (laughs) You're you're getting better. I'm getting worse right now. (laughs) I don't know. I guess for me, like I said, the biggest thing is I'm glad I decided to do this because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Hopefully, yeah, people enjoy it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. For everybody who took the time to listen, I really appreciate it because I had a blast and hope. Hope you all did too. See you. Vote now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.